what Keep Kids Alive is all about. It's all about preserving relationships. Your daughter deserves a legacy, and it's your job to do it. And I took that very seriously. I carry her with me everywhere I go. And what better way than with joy? I mean, she just brought so much joy. It's hard to understand a love for something that is no longer here. But you guys make sure that we can continue to see that love and know that love. Hello, everyone. I'm Tom Everson. I'm the executive director and founder of Keep Kids Alive Drive 25. And I want to welcome you to our Keep Kids Alive podcast. Today, we'll be talking with Jackie Rowan, Erica's mom. She's a insurance agent in Lexington, Nebraska. And so we're looking forward to Jackie sharing her story. We'd like to get started just about asking you, Jackie, how did you connect with Keep Kids Alive Drive 25? I believe it was a unique God thing. After Erica had died, we started doing a yearly run in her memory. And with the money uh, we raised from that run, we would pay for children to go to driver's education class. And they did an article on us and had it in the Omaha World Herald. And you reached out to me and wanted to meet. And you came to one of Erica's runs. And we've kind of been together ever since. I, I remember that run well. Uh, it was a nice morning uh, by the lake. It was. You're a good runner, too. <laughs> well, I don't know about that anymore, but I tried. You kept my pace up. I know that. So, <laughs> Well, I'd like you to tell us a little bit about uh, Erica's story. What can you tell us about Erica? Erica was uh, my only daughter, born on a beautiful day in September 1991. She was vivacious and she was beautiful and she was my best friend and she was 16 when she died and she had her whole life in front of her and she was she was mesmerizing to me she was a defender of the week and she was a an exquisite child I was very blessed when you think about Erica, you know, you mentioned some things that uh, that stood out about her being a defender of the week. But what are what are some stories or memories that you have that, you know, if you've held close to your heart all these years? Oh, one of the greatest stories that carries it carries on and it's carried on for 12 years now is something that helps people understand and know Erica, even if they never knew her. They feel like they know her after they hear my story. So not too long before Erica died, she uh, wanted to go to Walmart, go figure, as she was a shopper. And her dad told me when we went to leave for Walmart, he said, do not buy that girl any bobby pins. I said, okay. So we get to Walmart, and the first place she goes is to the bobby pin aisle. And I told her. Do not tell your dad I bought you any of those bobby pins. And she left them everywhere. She left them in the shower. We find them on the floor. We find them everywhere. 
And after she died, my grief was, I was so deep. I was so battered. I found it very hard to go on. And one day, Eric said to me, honey, you're missing her signs. And he held out a bobby pin. And he said, everywhere we go, we find bobby pins, Jack. You're not seeing them. And to this day, I have a bag full of bobby pins that I find when I'm running, when I'm down, when I'm sad. They're just everywhere. They're at the grocery store. They're everywhere. And I I know that you've shared this story with me uh, before. I appreciate you sharing it with our listeners because, you know, I was at the gym myself and and saw a bobby pin on the floor right in front of me. And I I couldn't help but think that was a sign from from Erica. And, uh, you know, one of the things I love about Erica is her middle name, Erica Joy. That is an extremely beautiful story. My dad's middle name was Joy. He hated it. His name was Alan Joy. And my dad died when he was 45 years of heart attack. And when I had Erica... I decided that her middle name should be Joy after my dad. She carried that name, and she was so proud of that name. And so my license plate on my car is Run for Joy. You can use that in so many ways, whether it's in reference to God, whether it's in reference to Erica, whether it's just in reference to life. She helps me. I carry her with me everywhere I go. And what better way than with joy? I mean, she just brought so much joy. And so in order to leave her a legacy, I have to keep carrying that joy. Well, certainly that uh, certainly the joy should inspire us all. What are some stories that uh, inspire you about Erica Joy? How did she inspire you uh, while she was uh, alive on this earth? And how has she inspired you since? the time of her death. You know, she took my breath away when I would watch her. I could see the hugeness in her life and what she was going to do for people, with people. And when she died, I struggled to understand. But I realized that her Helping people was not with her being here, but it was with her being gone. And she was still going to be huge, and she was still going to help people. So when you move forward and you tell yourself, in order to honor this child, how can I do it so that it's everything she was going to be in this life? It's with joy. It's with purpose, and it's saving other kids. If her story saves another child, one person puts their seatbelt on. If one person understands the brevity of life and what you lose when a child dies, if one person understands that and puts their seatbelt on, then Eric is huge. And she just gets bigger and she just ripples and ripples across the world. 
you don't have any choice. That's all you have left. Can you talk a little bit uh, about when you started this foundation after Erica died that uh, helped support scholarships for driver's ed? And what was behind that? Well, I went to a counselor for a year. Just a gentle old man. Your daughter deserves a legacy, and it's your job to do it. And I took that very seriously. And I told Eric that we had to find a way to make sure that Erica's death just didn't get swept under the rug and that I would keep her name out there. I would make sure people knew her. And through that, I would help other people. So originally, I was a runner before Eve died. And then after she died, I became a very, very, very serious runner. So we decided a 5K run in her name would be fun. And we decided it had to be a fun run. We didn't want anything serious because Erica was never a serious runner. She would have rolled her eyes at me had she known I was doing a 5K run in her name. She would have called for a shopping trip or something in her name, but not running. So we made it a fun run. And we give an award for people who dressed up, had the most elaborate costume. A lot of them were in pink because that was her favorite color. And we gave away door prizes and... There was balloons, and there was clowns, and there was bicycles, and there was dogs, and and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger, uh, and we moved it out to Johnson Lake. And the last year Eric and I did it, we gave away 53 scholarships, and if you take that times $250 a scholarship, that was over $10,000. And we, we would have given more had we had more money to give. Mm-hmm. And then I usually went to the driver's education classes and spoke. And told Erica's story because I think kids need to understand that when they get behind the wheel, it's not just them. If you're not going to put the seatbelt on for you, okay, but put it on for your mom, put it on for your dad, put it on for your best friend. And they needed to understand the depth of what happens when you don't. And I was a great example of that because I, I couldn't even walk through her story without falling apart. And after seven years, some of the community kind of started forgetting why we did it. They would forget about this beautiful child that I'd lost, and they were more interested in why their child didn't get picked, you know. And so Eric and I decided it was time to shut down that part of it, but I had to find a way to keep going, and that's when I started joining up with you. I really love the focus that you have on uh, the relational reasons, you know, why we would buckle up. You know, I always say with, with our own initiative called Seatbelts Fascinating that the two most important questions to ask and answer are who do you love and who loves you? Oh, that is it. If the answers to those questions are not good enough, I'm not sure, you know, what law or what enforcement or whatever would do it because it's, it's really about relationships. She would never, ever have left me. If she would have given one thought to me, being left without her, she would have put that seatbelt on. I know that in my heart and in my soul. And I also know that she'd be alive if she had put it on. There's the only one that died in the wreck. Nobody else even got hurt. It was absolutely as plain as night and day. All she had to do was click the seatbelt. And she, she knew better than to let somebody else drive her car. 
I heard that's a police officer. She knew better, but she did it, and we'll never know why. And I don't ask why because now it doesn't matter. It won't change the facts, so I don't ask for them. I just know the girl was driving. She was only 16, and she lives with the fact that Erica won't ever be here. She quit school and moved away, and it was horrible. It was horrible. Everything at the school was horrible. Coming back to the, the scholarships that you and Eric gave out, have you heard from any of those scholarship recipients in the years that passed uh, about, you know, what it meant to them? Every once in a while, I'll get a, like a Facebook. And I got one uh, the other day. It was just, it's funny you asked that. I got one just the other day from a lady. And she had posted to me and she said, this came up on my, in my memory. And it was a letter to me. Her oldest daughter, Hope, was just turning 16, and Hope had gotten a uh, scholarship. And she wrote and told me how much it meant. And so 10 years later, he sent me the letter again to tell me that Erica's still in her heart. They honor her every day. And that's what you do to keep them alive. You have to want to make sure that everything you do for that child cuts somebody so deep that it's going to be a long time before they forget them. That way, every time they get in that car, they're going to know that seat belt is the most important thing they're going to do when they get in the car. And I don't care if it's because they think about me being sad or they think about Erica being gone as long as it's there. They're each a unique motivator in, in their own way, you know, depending on who you're thinking about or why you're thinking about it. But uh, it's the behavior, it's that action of, of buckling up that regardless of what thoughts precipitated that, the fact is you buckled up. Well, and Eric said one time, he spoke at a school with me one time, and he said, it's about being proactive. If Erica Joy would have been proactive, she knew, Tom. They called her the seatbelt girl. She went to drive through And there was this guy. He reached out on Facebook and sent me a uh, Facebook message, private Facebook message. It was probably two or three years after EJ had died, and he sent me a, a Facebook message. He said, I have three daughters. And when we would drive through Renza, your daughter would work the drive through she would lean out and talk to my three daughters, and she would tell all three of them, do you have your seatbelts on? So they nicknamed your daughter the seatbelt girl. The needless to say, they were devastated when your beautiful daughter died on a country road with no seatbelt on. He said, I'm not sure my oldest daughter is ever going to be able to get over what happened to your daughter. And so... She personified that, but didn't follow her own actions, and yet still left an impression on that child. And so I just try and continue those on with other people now. I want to shift a little bit here. Uh because uh, you've been involved with our Pikes Peak weekends in the past. And uh, I'd like to invite you to just 
talk about your experience of being involved in those uh, and maybe share with our listeners about what it is from your perspective. Well, I would love to be able to run the Pikes Peaks run, but obviously my husband had a meltdown the first time I asked, and then after that, cancer struck. So I've never been able to, but the mountain and the people and the reason behind the people are just more than a parent, a normal parent could ever understand. If you've not lost a child, you are a normal parent. That's hard to say, but it's the truth. It's hard to understand a love for something that is no longer here. But you guys make sure that we can continue to see that love and know that love and not be ashamed to talk about Erica and talk about what we've lost. They're the reason, and that's that's huge to be able to to go out and do this for somebody that is so important, but yet is not here anymore. And you guys, you know, I, I carry Erica's sign up the mountain, and I'm standing there with it, and you guys are crossing the finish line, and half of you are throwing up, and half of you are getting ready to die in the mess. And it's just like the most amazing human endurance thing for our children. And that's just more than anybody could ever even begin to understand unless they live it. For our listeners, I kind of want to uh, set the table a little bit. If you have not heard uh, some of our past uh, podcasts, our Pikes Peak weekend is what we call our Live Forward weekend when families from all over the country who have had a loved one die in a traffic incident uh, come together uh, in Colorado Springs uh, in the shadow of Pikes Peak. And uh, we have a running team that uh, runs the uh, Pikes Peak Ascent Trail Race. And we carry the names of all the loved ones uh, on the back of our our running shirts uh, as we go up the mountain. And then uh, many of the families that come out, uh, some of them do have somebody in their family who run with us, but families who go to the summit of Pikes Peak and welcome the runners and also have an opportunity to spend time with each other and uh, get to know each other a bit more throughout the weekend. And so that's something that we have done since uh, 2007. It uh, got canceled this year because of the pandemic. So we're, we're certainly hoping for brighter skies uh, ahead in, uh, in 2021. That's what uh, uh, Jackie has uh, participated in, in on more than one occasion. But I, you know, coming back to that, Prior to you being able to join us physically at Pikes Peak, I know one of my favorite memories myself is our son, Michael, who uh, ran in honor of Erica Joy. And uh, do you recall what he did? <laughs> yeah, he had wings on his tennis shoes. Yeah, he, he drew those wings on his uh, running shoes to help him get up the, the mountain. And It was amazing. And was it last year or the year before? He had her T-shirt on. Yes. Yeah, that was one of the times when uh, Michael and his wife, uh, Joe sang America the Beautiful to start the, the whole race for everybody who assembled from all over the country and all over the world. We, we integrate our group into the bigger event, but it's uh, a lot of memories. Amazing memories. Yeah, I'll never forget the, the running shoes. 
I still had the picture of the wings on his shoes, and I still have the picture of his T-shirt. It's just huge to a mother's heart. It's just you can't even find adequate words to tell you what it means to me. Can you talk a little bit about some of the families that you've met that maybe you've uh, been able to maintain some contact with uh, over the years? Well, I'm really good friends, still really good friends with Tony and her husband out in Colorado. I'm still friends with them. They lost their son, uh, Andrew. Yeah. And we're good friends on Facebook. Uh, I'm probably friends with some others, but Tony's the one that sticks out in my mind. We talk all the time. There's a gal that that you know that was going to help me train. I've really not talked to her lately. She's like a running fool. She's a trainer and... Oh, that's uh, <laughs> that's Christy Nielsen, I think. <laughs> yeah, she's something else, man. But, you know, I haven't got to see you guys since cancer struck. So I've lost kind of contact with a lot of people, tragically. Well, can you talk a, bit, uh, a little bit about uh, your experience this June in uh, assembling a team for our virtual 5K? Yeah, wasn't that just amazing? Um, you came up with the name two years ago for her T-shirt. Erica's joy is what her team is. And uh, I worked hard this year to try and get some people on it. And I think we ended up with 19. And uh, we had more than that show up that didn't buy T-shirts and stuff. And we assembled in Neely, Nebraska, which is where my sister Diana and Tim live. And they had a beautiful park there. And I uh, ran at 7 o'clock in the morning. They did an exquisite article on uh, Erica and her story and wearing seatbelts and the bobby pins and my cancer and everything. That was an amazing weekend. We had an amazing, amazing time. I have to, uh, I have to echo the amazement. Uh, it was wonderful to receive that uh, article from you from, uh, I think, the Antelope uh, County News. I think that's the name yep. of the, the, the paper because we were able to share that through our Keep Kids Alive uh, Facebook page. And uh, I know it got a lot of looks from people all over the country. And so that was very inspiring. But it was also wonderful, you know, in the midst of this pandemic, that a virtual run could work, you know, because we, we had uh, your team running. And, uh, but we had runners from as far away as Los Angeles who ran that day. And it was a, a kind of amazing the way people all over the country kind of fell in line and said, we're, you know, we're going to do this. We're going to participate. I loved it. It was amazing. Neely turned out to be amazing. We had so many people join in and so many people that I could come in contact with and tell it about. And, you, and then it just gets bigger. That's what I like. Uh, when you think about Erica in uh, moving forward, living forward, in this time, you know, what are some, what are some hopes that you, uh, that you have right now or that you think about for the future? Well, you know, my hope is always that I can save somebody or save children, save kids that we can continue to, I'd like to try and think there's a way that we can find a bigger way to get more things out there for for uh, kids and traffic accidents and making it, making people understand how imperative it is, not even just seatbelts, but, you know, they had a terrible accident in Kearney the other day and a gal got killed on the sidewalk and the driver was only 16. And so sometimes I worry that 
between cell phone usage and stuff, we're, lo- we're losing ground. So I'm always trying to think of new and better ways to get Erica's story out there and stories out there so that people understand that we got we to gotta pay attention. We got to put our phones down and, and you have to put your seatbelt on. And all of these things intertwine together for the better good of everybody. So I'm always thinking of trying to think of new ideas. I've wanted to approach senators and try and get a seatbelt law passed uh, called Erica's Law, but every time I contact a senator, it gets thrown down. That is a particular challenge. Uh, For those of you who don't know, uh, Keep Kids Alive Drive 25 is based in Omaha, Nebraska, Lexington being in Nebraska as well, is that primary seatbelt laws have uh, shown to increase the use of of seatbelts in states that have uh, instituted those, which is really the majority of states. In Nebraska, that's been a particular challenge uh, uh, year after year. And uh, I know the National Safety Council gets involved with that every year in helping to push the legislation. But uh, getting to that critical mass of senators who, um, who will vote in favor of that has really been a challenge. But it's, it's certainly something that uh, many of us uh, continue to work on. And uh, if you're out there listening and you're in Nebraska, that's something you could contact your senator about as well. You know, make your voice be heard. I think Erica's law would be great. I believe that she's she's not here physically, but spiritually, that she's here for the better good of people. And I just keep moving that forward to try and help. I know that's what I'm supposed to do. So that's why I work with you. And that's why she's always at the forefront. She always leads everything I do. Thank you, Jackie. I, I appreciate that we've had the ha- opportunity to have this conversation. But before we wrap it up, is there anything that you're thinking about that you say, well, I want to make sure I don't leave this out or this is kind of a final message or a final memory of Erica that you'd want to share with our listeners? She had eyes that were like the window to her soul. So when you look at somebody, whether it's your spouse, your wife, your husband, your child, you look into their soul and you see what they are and how important they are. Number one, make sure you tell them. And number two, make sure you know that you're doing everything, everything you can in your power and theirs when you get in a car to stay safe. And if you're not going to do it for yourself, then do it for the people who love you. The most important thing you can do is remember the people who love you. My counselor told me one time, I asked him how a heart keeps beating when it's broke this bad. And he said, it doesn't beat for you, Jackie. It beats for the people who love you. And that means everybody. Wow. I, I just like would like to echo that and, and uh, invite our listeners to uh, to keep the heart beating uh, and to pay attention Absolutely. to pay attention to all those uh, people who care about each, each and every heartbeat that we have. That's right. It's all about it beats for the people who love you. Let's make sure they keep beating. Well, thank you, Jackie, for taking the time to share uh, Erica Joy's story with us uh, today and, um, you know, wish you all the best 
as you continue to, to live and breathe and as you continue to recover. Your tears are good tears, Jackie. They always are. I cry a lot. Well, those are tears of Erica's joy. So, you know, it kind of redefines what tears, tears of joy are all about. Or that joy, it just keeps coming back around, doesn't it? It, it does. And she, and she does. And I'll make sure she does, as long as I'm here. Thank you for having me, Tom. You've always made sure I'm included. I appreciate that a lot. Well, thank you. And for our listeners, too, and I'm going to be shameless about this plug, is, is uh, Jackie is uh, an insurance agent. For, she has an insurance agency with Shelter Insurance. And uh, Shelter Insurance has been a wonderful um, support and sponsor of Keep Kids Alive Drive 25 and our Pikes Peak weekends over the last several years. And so, uh, you know, we're very grateful for uh, the work that you do in your community and the service that, uh, that you provide and how that has come back to support uh, our mission uh, in very concrete ways. Yeah, it's it's become a great friendship and I appreciate you guys a lot. Well, thank you, Jackie. Uh, you know, once again, for those of you um, who would like more information about Keep Kids Alive Drive 25, uh, you can go to our website, uh, keepkidsalivedrive25.org or kkad25.org, kkad25.org. Thank you for listening and get involved by following on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Remember, it's about kids. It's about safety. It's about caring. It's about time.